0: This is my first job in sports web series presented by SBR net, your comprehensive source of sports data to the academic community. Here are the hosts of my first job in sports, Neil Schwartz and Mark Sullivan.
1: This is Neil Schwartz and welcome to this special edition of my first job in sports. We're calling this the get in the game edition of my first job in sports. And of course, I'm here with my co-host, Mark Sullivan. Mark, explain to everyone what Getting the Game is all about and why this is a special edition.
2: Yeah, sure, Neil. Thank you. So when we started doing this series about a year and a half ago, I think we were just trying to lay out a resource. But I think the response to the, the series we did, My First Job in Sports, was so terrific that it led us to believe there was something more that we could do to help young people get into the business so that something more will be introduced this October 6th through 8th in Baltimore. It is a conference called Get in the Game. And the idea is to connect companies in the sports business from all different aspects of the business with young students at historically black colleges and universities. And these students are looking to get in the game. And by the game, I mean, into the sports business.
1: Yeah. You know, we're really excited. Um, In many ways, the Get in the Game conference, of course, was you know the germ, or it really was the um, kind of the the son and daughter of my first job in sports, and it makes us really excited. Mark, why don't you introduce um, our guest for today's show, Jasmine Cunningham?
2: So, Jasmine Cunningham, we're really happy to have her here. Really excited. I think she's got a great story. Jasmine is a player development representative at a Cushnet Brands, which includes Titleist and FootJoy. So, Jasmine, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today.
1: Jasmine, we are really excited to have you. I know that when we uh, had some initial conversations, um, you know, Mark and I were really excited about your background and your experience. So, you know, let's jump right into it. You know, what are some of those early experiences with sports and, and what helped kind of shaped and pave your way um, towards where you are now with a Cushnet and Titleist?
0: absolutely so um, when I was 10 my dad enrolled me in the first tee of Atlanta um, and the first tee is a great um, organization for those who want to get involved in golf um, but don't really know where to start so my dad enrolled me in the first tee and I could just I was just sitting there thinking you know why are you introducing me to golf nobody (laughs) plays golf Um, my friends don't play golf why are you doing this and he's just like you know what this is the last resort for you all the other sports did not work out Um, so let's just kind of see where it goes so he enrolled me and I I thought it was quite interesting, still couldn't really get the hang of it. Um, But then as I got into high school and started to look into colleges, um, you know, just kind of fell in love with the game and kind of just took it from there, started practicing a little bit more. So um, then that led me to college. So I went to um, the University of Maryland Eastern Shore, did their professional golf management program, which was amazing for me because I got to be around other um, colleagues and peers who also played golf, but wanted to get onto the business side of things. Um, So it was, an awesome opportunity and then i actually did an internship with a um when i was about to graduate college so that kind of was the the get the gateway for me to get into the company which was awesome and then you know this is my third year with Akushnet now so now we're here and now i'm in player development so everything has just kind of flowed and and kind of made its way happen for me so i'm excited
2: So Jasmine, you threw a lot of information at us there. I got to sort
0: of, (laughs) you got to help
2: us unpack some of that. So talk about your experience at um, Maryland Eastern Shore. So you referenced the PGM program. Could you explain to our listeners exactly what that is?
0: Yeah, so the PGM program they have, there are 17 or 18 universities that have a professional golf management program. Um, and the professional golf management program was designed for those who don't really necessarily want to play professional golf, but want to be on the business side of things, whether that be merchandising, whether that be um uh, planning tournaments, um, whether it be accounting, you know, sales rep, whatever. Um, so I got into professional golf management, not really knowing which lane I wanted to go down. Um, definitely thought about going down the sales route. Um, but that's essentially what uh, professional golf management is. But my experience at Maryland Eastern Shore was awesome because I got to be around other students that looks like me that wanted to get into the golf business. And, um, UMES actually is responsible for having, um, less than 1% of the 28,000 members of the PJ of America, um, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yep. So graduated from there, um, had a great internships while I was at UMES, um, that led me to a cushion it now.
1: You know Jasmine, talk about unpacking. I think for a lot of our viewers and listeners, they may not even know that much about a Kushnet. Um, yeah. You know, Mark and I are both avid golfers, and uh, Mark and I both wear and use a lot of your brands. So why don't you talk a little bit about the company, a Kushnet, and then we're going to get into a little bit about your current job and the specifics of what you're working on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the Cushnet Company is located, are based out of Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Um, we also do have an office in California as well. Um, but a Cushnet is home to the number one ball and golf, which is Titleist, and then um, home to the number one shoe and golf, um, which is FootJoy. So a little bit about a Cushnet, but it's been around for over 70 years and uh, been the number one golf ball for a really long time. So definitely an amazing company to work for. Um, Definitely a large company with a lot of different areas of expertise, if you will. But definitely happy to work for Cushnet.
1: Talk a little bit about your specific job, what you're doing now in this player development, and maybe even walk backwards a little bit to the different positions that you've had throughout your three years, um, you know, at the brand.
0: Yeah. So I started out in customer service um, and I started out in customer service on the Titleist end, which was a great experience for me because it was kind of the gateway into what I'm doing now a little bit. Um, but just really being immersed into all things Titleist, right? So like golf balls, clubs, really knowing like that front and back as you're talking to accounts on the phone, it's really important to know those things. And it was a, a great segue into my position now, which is player development. So essentially I travel um, on our next gen team, our next gen team um is made up of juniors amateurs and collegiate golfers so i travel to different junior events different collegiate events um, and we sub- we're we're there to support the players that we support and essentially we're looking for you know the next justin justin thomas um, you know, next Lydia Cole, whoever it may be, but we're, we're looking for the next upcoming, um, golfers. And we really, um, use that, you know, that junior level and groom them, you know, provide them the support they need. Um, and then that essentially leads into them in their professional career. So it's great to watch the players transition to each level.
2: So, um, Jasmine, I want to talk to you about two people who were very important in your life. You and I were talking a little bit earlier. Number one is your dad and number two is Renee Powell. Mm -hmm. So could you talk about both of them and the role they played in your development as, as a person and also professionally?
0: Yeah, my dad, he played a, he played a really big role in, in golf for me. He's the one who introduced me to the sport. Um, but he's also the one that kept me level-headed throughout everything, kind of was my big motivator through it. Um, he did not play golf growing up at all. Oh. So he actually started playing golf when I started playing. Um, so we were both essentially learning it together, which was pretty awesome. But, um, you know, he could see the vision that I couldn't necessarily see. So he knew that I would be great on the business side. And I, I'm just thinking, you know, golf. Why golf? There's, there's so many other careers, but golf is something that stuck with him. Um, and he, like I said, he could see the vision that I necessarily couldn't see. Um, so he played a big part in motivating me and, um, you know, being there every step of the way, whether it was difficult, whether it was, you know, me celebrating different things. Um, and Renee, oh my goodness, Renee paved the way for me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Renee. And, um, Renee is the, the pioneer of golf. She's the one who, um, you know, had, all of the experiences that she's had coming up to get me to where I don't have to experience half the things that she's experienced now. So Renee is a good friend of mine. I still keep in touch with her to this day. And she's also been a great motivator for me and just being such a great example for women that look like us.
1: You know, we've interviewed a number of people, Jasmine, and and it's been a little bit, you know, I would say, you know, not that any of the folks that we've talked to, you know, really came up as a player first and then decided to make it their career. You know, the first time you got a golf club in your hand, tell us a little bit about that experience. I mean, it was like, was it completely foreign, or, yeah. you know, did you just pick it up and start hitting the ball 200 yards?
0: I'm not an athlete. Um, I started out, I played softball and soccer and I was the, the player in the outfield, uh, playing in dirt. So I was not athletic at all. And that's why my dad was like, okay, we've got to get you into something where, you know, you might sweat outside, but it's not, (laughs) it's not, you know, you're not going to, you know, run into anyone or anything like that. So when I picked up a golf club for the first time, it was definitely foreign. It was not something that, um, was easy for me. I actually had to practice. I wish that I was one of those players that could just go out there. Um, and shoot even par or go out there and, and hit my drive 200 yards for the first time. But no, it was not that, like that at all for me. So I continuously got lessons and it was very difficult for me. Um, that's how I knew that I was not equipped to be a professional at all. Um, definitely a decent player, but, um, you know, the professional route was not for me. So it was definitely very foreign. Um, and definitely something that I actually had to, to work towards. But that kind of set me up in a good way for life in general because life is not easy. You have to, Actually, you know, work hard towards things, and golf was that for me, so
1: you know you know what was it like I mean, on the range, I mean, being a person of color you know in a game like golf, which is look look, let's be yeah. honest, it is dominated by. You know, mm-hmm. by by white people, and you know, did you mm-hmm. find it? You know, did you find that that particular experience really helped you as you developed in your career in golf?
0: Yeah, it did. And um, the first two chapters are primarily in inner city, um, located at inner city golf courses. So I was surrounded by a lot of black people, which I thought was amazing. Um, and I hope that you know other kids or other players, um, parents that are listening to this, um, hopefully are, introduce their kid into the first tee because it's just a great environment for them to be in, to be around other people that look like them. But, um, it was great from that perspective because I felt comfortable. I didn't feel like I was the only one, definitely the o- one of the only females, but that didn't really bother me as long as I was a- around other black people. So, um, I quickly made a lot of friends who I'm still friends with to this day. I'll wow. be in a wedding with someone wow. that I grew up with in the first tee. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, having that golf club in my hand for the first time, it was uncomfortable, but I was around other people that that looked like me that also felt uncomfortable. So it was, it was great. And, you know, a lot of our instructors were also black, which is not heard of a lot of places. Um, so that also was like a comfort for me, but definitely, um, you know, missed the ball several times. And <laughs> I still <laughs> do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, chunked it, shanked it, whatever. But it, it you know, it was it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah.
2: So let me pick up on that. I mean, you're in the first T program, which sounds like a very supportive environment. Yeah. And then you start to move out into the business world. Yeah. I understand. Is this true that you are the eighth um woman of color to be admitted to the PGA of America?
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. So night and day experiences, by the way.
2: Right. Well, that's where I was yeah. gonna go. So all of a sudden, you go into the industry, which as Neil pointed out, is predominantly uh, white and predominantly male. And here you come in as this woman of color. Tell us how that was and tell us how you've navigated that
0: over the last couple of years. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, when I went on to my first internship, that's probably when I started to kind of feel a little different and, you know, growing up playing in different tournaments, that's kind of when I noticed the difference there because I was no longer around people that looked like me. I I was around a lot of white people, um, a lot of white females that played the game. So that was kind of the start, but I really didn't get into it until I started working at country clubs. So working at country clubs was different for me because, um, you know, now I'm surrounded by a lot of white males at country clubs (laughs) and I didn't know, you know, I just didn't know what to do, but luckily I had a lot of great mentors early on that kind of said, Hey, you know, I know you kind of feel." like you're you you stick out like a sore thumb like a sore thumb um, but this is going to be a great experience for you moving forward you just kind of have to stick with it um, and you know it, it's a great experience for everyone else because a lot of people are not used to seeing a woman of color working behind a counter at a golf shop or you know helping people helping teach you know uh, members or what have you. So it was definitely difficult for me though. Um, you know, like I said, it's only so much level of comfort that someone can provide you, but then you go home and, and you're thinking about all the different types of things that you have to feel essentially, you know, you feel left out. You feel like, you know, you're the only one and that kept on going. After inter, you know, internship after internship. Um, so I kind of just became, um, numb to it, if you will, in a, in a very strange way. Um, and I knew that if I wanted to break into this industry, I was going to have to deal with that. And it wasn't going to be easy. But, you know, now that I'm with the Kushnet, um, I, it's still kind of, it's, such, it's still the same thing. Um, but I use that as my motivation because I want other girls that looked like me growing up to say, Hey, you know, this isn't, this won't be the the case forever. And they have a place within the golf industry as well.
1: Jason, what are some of the things you're involved in? You talked about, you know, encouraging other women, uh, women of color in particular to, you know, come into the game of golf. What are some of the things that, you know, you're involved in? Are there some organizations, you know, what are some of those things?
0: First Tee is something that I've, I still volunteer. So wherever I live, whatever city I live in, I always go volunteer at a First Tee chapter. Right. Um, so right now I'm volunteering at the First Tee of Baltimore. And it's just, it's a full circle moment for me because I get to see kids who still, you know, look like me um, that are playing the sport that have no clue about a career in golf. They just think that, oh, you know, I, I'm i actually not that good of a player. I'm about to graduate, <laughs> but I don't know. I still want to be involved some way. So I'm I'm there to help guide them into a PGM university or um, internship opportunities. Opportunities wherever they may go to school so it's great to be that resource for them
1: now you went to Maryland Eastern Shore they are you know one of the few school or few hbcus that do offer um you know an, a degree in the professional golf management I think also Howard Mark that offers a um that program but what are some of the skills that you learned while you're in college that have been able to translate to you know your positions at of Kushner? what are some of those things that you really you know really helped to you know, kind of get you involved in uh, the game of golf.
0: Yeah. So, and actually UMS is the only HBCU okay. um, that has the professional golf management program. Um, so the different types of classes that we had to take, whether it be centered around teaching, different levels of teaching, merchandising, but we also took several trips throughout um, to different golf courses to learn more about, um, you know, what's involved at that specific golf course. So we even went to yacht clubs, um, which is is different, but Whoa. they wanted to make sure yeah. that we are fully immersed within different country club spaces, whether it be predominantly golf, whether it be a yacht club, um, golf and tennis, but we definitely got to travel quite a bit to different, um, to different spaces to see kind of what we wanted to get involved in when it comes to the golf, um, the golf, uh, world, if you will, once you graduate. Um, so we definitely got a lot of experience there. We had a lot of speakers come, um, speak to us, whether they be from Troon golf, um, club corp, whatever, um, a lot of people would come and speak as well. So just to kind of allow us to narrow in on what, what it is that we wanted to do, but then also just being there for our peers, just to kind of see what they're into. I'm, I'm the only one that went corporate, um, but everyone else (laughs) teaches, so (laughs) can't blame them, but you know, everyone's path is different.
2: So talk to us about your job now. What do you do? Uh, you're a player development rep. So what's a, what's a day in the, what's a day in the life? Like
0: Yeah, day in the life. So I actually just got back from um, a junior girls event. Um, So essentially I'll go and we support um, a handful of uh, junior golfers, um, more so independently, not, you know, a full tour, but we support players individually. So um, the top players, I'll go out and watch them, but I'll also watch other players too, um, you know, that we may be looking to support at some point. Um, So I'll go just watch how they play, watch how they react to bad shots, good shots, get to know their, you know, that's golf is one of the only sports where you can Actually see and get to know a person for their 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 real selves, which is pretty cool. Um, but also, I get to talk to the parents, just kind of see you know what where their child is is headed, um, what brands they're into, um, what schools they're looking into, and just to see how we could fully support them, um, you know, along the way. But that's kind of a day in the life. Me, just I just get to watch golf all day. I know it sounds very it sounds amazing to some people, but I get to honestly watch golf all day.
1: Wow. There happens to be a young lady here um, at the golf course that I play at. Her name is Alexandra Fung, who just won the drive chip and putt contest for uh, 10 and 11 year olds at um, Augusta during the Masters. And, you know, I, I stood up and watched her you know, hit a ball. And actually, her 16-year-old sister, uh, Amelie, is also um, probably headed to college on a golf scholarship. But I think it's great to see more and more women of color, women, more and more women of varying ethnic backgrounds Mm -hmm. uh, get into the golf game. I mean, what are you seeing in your travels?
0: So when I travel to a lot of junior events, I may only see one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that many. But um, I also within my role, um, I help manage. Um, we have an HBCU program, so I'm able to um, travel to a lot of the HBCU events in which I see a lot of um, young people of color. So it is great to see them um, and it's great for them to see me as well. Seeing a woman that works for A major golf company because they have no clue. They some of them are engineer majors, really good at golf and finance, but they have no clue that they can actually be in engineering on the golf side, work in finance on the golf side as well. So it is good to um, let them know about the different opportunities that are available when it comes to you know golf.
1: Now your job was in first job was in customer service. Do you do you find that was a great place for you to start? And would you recommend that as a good starting place for? Uh, you know, students coming out of school. I mean, not just at a Cushnet and Titleist, but maybe yeah. even any any sports equipment company or any company in general.
0: Absolutely. I think that a lot of people probably took their nose up at the customer service role. Um, yes. I know I did before I started. Um, but then when I actually heard how many people start out in customer service at a Cushnet, that kind of gave me the motivation like, OK, this is normal. A lot of people do that. But I did. I do think that it set me up um, in a great in a great uh, segue for me in my new position, just because you get to really know about the brand. You get to talk to consumers all day. You get to talk to accounts all day. Um, but you really get to understand the difference between the golf balls, the golf clubs, Um, and you just get to, you just get to know people, um, you know, golf is a hospitality sport. So you have to, you know, talk with, you have to be able to talk to people and you have to be able to deal with, um, different types of customers, whether they're, um, angry with you, uh, for whatever reason, um, whether they're extremely happy and just love to love the brand. So I think it's great for anyone to start out in a customer service position or any type of entry level position that's going to set them up. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's going to set them up great for whatever type of entry level customer service position they have. Um, it'll set you up whether it's in golf, whether it's not, but you get to know and understand the brand in a, in a different way than most people do.
2: So I have to ask you, Jasmine, what's the craziest customer service call you ever (laughs) received?
0: So this was during COVID. COVID, uh, as you know, the supply chain issues were not the best. Um, So I had people that were very angry with me um, about us not having range balls balls was uh, a thing uh, in uh, 2020, 2021, where we just could not produce enough. Um, so you had very angry customers that um, took their anger out on me, which I appreciated because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't make the golf balls. So I am on the forefront listening to this. Um, and, you know, I had this thing where I'm able to calm people down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the nicer you are to someone that's angry, the nicer they they start to think that they're a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes in which they are. So I'm able to help bring them down. So I was, you know, on the other end, I was a little bit of a therapist too, which I, I I love because I, you know, as a golf professional, you're a meteorologist. Um, You can be a therapist. You can be a a, a number of different things.
1: I might've been one of those whacked out golfers that you spoke to (laughs) during COVID who uh, complained and uh, an exceeding amount about uh, supply chain issues. I I might've been one of those guys just, uh, just to let you know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we've come a long way now. So,
1: (laughs) Jasmine, you seem to have the
2: perfect opportunity for that. As as a journalist, I've I've covered a lot of businesses. And I remember this one uh, individual telling me, he says, he was talking about a customer service complaint. And he's like, Mark, you have to view them as opportunities because it's an opportunity to solve a problem and an opportunity to build and strengthen a relationship. And it sounds like at a very young age, you understand that.
0: Absolutely. And, and that set me up very well in life, too, just to deal, deal dealing with people in general. You never know what kind of person you're going to experience, but being a problem solver is definitely important.
1: You know, Jasmine, there's a question that I ask to all the folks that have been on my first job in sports. And that question, of course, surrounds, you know, what are those things that you wish you might have learned while you're in college that you didn't? I mean, it, it, you'd be surprised at some of the answers and some of the responses that we've gotten. But, you know, is there something that you've been, you know, that you've done while you're at a Kushnet and Titleist that, you know, maybe you would have wished you would have had some previous experience with while you were in school?
0: I would say patience and confidence. Patience because now we live in a day and age where we get things within two days from Amazon Prime, even same day. So we're used to getting everything when we want it. Um, but really within your career, it's, it's definitely a journey and it's something that you have to um, learn how to be patient, patient, um, through, you know, there's going to be a lot of good times. It's going to be a lot of bad times, but you have to learn how to be patient through those times and know that you can't see your journey for a reason. And you're going to go through different jobs that you have no, no clue as to why you're, why you're working at this place. And then 10 years later, everything makes sense and it all aligns. So having patience, but then also having confidence too. Um, a lot of times I probably was not the most confident. Um, but now I feel like, you know, talking to the right people who have been in my shoes before, um, Uh, allowing them to let me know how their journey has gone and how confidence is really the thing that has changed them. Cause you can talk to somebody and be fully confident about something and not know it at all, but the person does not know that. Um, so just giving yourself grace throughout those hard times and knowing, you know, good times, bad times are not going to last forever, but you know, really just having patience and confidence, I would say the, the top two for me.
1: Justin, as the show is called my first job in sports, this is kind of the, uh, this is kind of the big payoff pitch at the end, but you know, if you were giving advice now, if you were standing in front of some college seniors, you know whether or not they were in professional golf management or not, w- what is some advice that you would give to uh, college seniors coming out of school looking for that all important first job in sports?
0: I would say don't be too nitpicky and, um, don't, yeah, don't be too nitpicky because you may, you may be looking for a job and you may think that this is like the, the only opportunity, the best opportunity, but there's so many different opportunities out there, um, in sports and not in sports, but you just kind of have to see everything, um, you know, with glass half empty, half full type of thing, you kind of have to look at all of your options, kind of see what the, what the best option will be, but don't count out the opportunities that, that don't make sense because it may make sense later on. Um, but also, you know, as you are transitioning into your first job, know that it's okay to make mistakes because I think, you know, we try to be so perfect coming out of college and we try to think like, okay, I can't make any mistakes. I can't do anything wrong, but you know, that first job, you're going to make tons of mistakes and it's okay, um, to make mistakes because you, you make mistakes takes in life, but you just have to learn from it, you know, kind of wipe your hands clean and kind of keep going forward from there. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's actually great advice in general. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes people think, you know, they have to be perfect or they can't make a mistake, but I think, yeah. you know, look, I, Mark and I both have, uh, probably 50 years of experience in the sports business under our belts. Wow. I hate saying that even Mark, it sounds, makes us sound so old, but look, we've both <laughs> made our share of mistakes. And I think, yeah. you know, it's the old adage says that, you know, you learn more from your mistakes than you do mm-hmm. from your wins or your successes.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree.
1: Jasmine, Mark and I want to thank you for being on this edition of yes. My First Job in Sports. Uh I have found this conversation incredibly fascinating not just as a golfer, but also, you know, as someone that gets to talk to college students um, All year round, about 250,000 students a year interact with our data platform, uh, Sports Market Analytics on SBRNet, and I have found this uh, conversation to be great. Jasmine, Mark and I want to thank you for being on My First Job in Sports.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
2: Jasmine, thanks a lot. Really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of My First Job in Sports presented by SBRNet. You can check out the video version on the SBRNet video corner on YouTube. You can also catch the audio version on all major podcast platforms. Just search for My First Job in Sports. My First Job in Sports is produced by Brad Maybe. You can connect with us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or check us out at sbrnet.com. Thank you for tuning in.